It's officially December 2023. Welcome back to today's episode where we're discussing the pilot of the new Netflix series Obliterated. The first episode is titled Real American Heroes. It runs 55 minutes and it's set in Las Vegas. I logged on to Netflix yesterday to watch an episode of Food Bar for our best and worst of shows. This I year. never have to log on to Netflix. Like it's always logged on for me. Like they, they, that's the one website. Amazon Prime, sometimes they will kick me out. Hulu, it'll kick me out all the time. Netflix, I never By have to log on. By logged on, I mean clicked on the little square. Okay. But when I clicked on the square, it came up with a banner for this and it's, it was obliterated it came up with the trailer for it and so i watched the episode of food bar and it was a really big coincidence because every single article i went to every single review i went to always compared this action comedy bar yeah netflix has finally done it it took 12 months but they finally made an original comedy action series worth talking about this year i'm sorry i know you like food bar i didn't there have been a lot of attempts this year, some better than others. There's there's Florida Man, there's Kaleidoscope, Fubar, The Gray Man. You remember that yeah. movie? But all of them have similar complaints. Uh, they rely too heavily on a famous person fronting the entire series or movie. I have here Six Underground. Oh, yes, exactly. I was going to compare that later on for a different reason. but Or they're regurgitating what we've seen a billion times, relying on tropes. And they never seem to pull off that whole, like, the team, the squad, the posse, the, the ensemble cast, you know? Right. And th there's always underdeveloped characters in the secondary cast that you just don't care about. And most importantly, the jokes usually aren't that funny. Like, the action is there. They have a budget, but like the jokes just don't land. Well, strap in because Obliterated has obliterated that premise. They've come in and they've said, hey, Netflix, <laughs> here's your 2023 action comedy that's worth a watch. It's like The Hangover meets Scorpion meets Baywatch meets Chuck. Wow, you just mentioned all the ones that, that every single article is talking about. I promise I didn't log into any articles and read or do the research for you. Wait, so you're saying that you liked Obliterated? This is a gross show. Yeah, gross it out comedy. Brain, no, 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 it's brain junk food. Like, it is their sex, violence, drugs, everything, you know? It's M.A. to the truest terms. Like, this is not for kids. Um, but at the same time, what time of the year is it? It's the holiday season. What are we eating? What are we putting into our mouths? We're eating pie, cookies, gingerbread houses. Like, it's time for sugar content. That's what you're getting here. And it starts with the cast. Like, Ava Winters, played by Shelley Hennig, right? Yes. The CIA agent. Like, where's she from? The creators didn't want to cast anyone who was famous at all. Actually, as a response to them, because uh, the three of them, John Hurwitz, Hayden Schlossberg, Josh Heald, they had been wanting to make this show for uh, 15 years. Actually, they wanted to make it, uh, probably not a big shock, a big budget R-rated movie, and then decided yeah. to make it a show later on. Oh, I can buy that. But they said, no, we do not want to put anyone famous, because a lot of times, whenever they would write uh, scripts, and then they would send into movie studios, the movie studios would be like, we like this script, but who do you have in mind mm -hmm. for the cast? So they were like, you know what? No, we're going to put a bunch of no-names into a TV show and just decide to make it's it. It's a bunch of no-names, but there are two notable people that I did recognize. Yes, name, name the first one. Well, Carl Lumley, of course, because i just seen The Fall of the House of Usher, where he was in that. He is the director of the CIA in this show, okay. and he also works with the White House a lot. But also, of course, the main Russian man, the guy from Homeland, and also from uh, the Americans, which if you want to compare two shows that are so contrasted to one another, you have the Americans, which is a slow burn spy drama <laughs> taking place, a period drama. Yeah. And this is like the opposite of a slow burn. It is the it, it, it is it is so high stakes. And this guy is this. Okay, let me just jump into the plot. Right. Yeah, go ahead. It's a badass crew of elite U.S. government <laughs> agents tasked with taking down a Russian arms dealer played by Costa Rona who has himself a uranium bomb that he intends to sell to the highest bidder to blow up Las Vegas. 
Now that is the premise of the first 15 minutes because by the end of the first 15 minutes, they've solved it. They've caught the guy, they've Wait, stopped they the bomb, <laughs> they've killed all the baddies and they're about to party. So the next 30 minutes are a, a huge party in Vegas. They just, they have a 60K room. They have all their budget from the rest of the mission that they never use. So they just blow it on drugs Wait, and I hookers. Can't are and, are well, you not, joking right now? No, and then they have a camel in there and then they, but, <laughs> and, and of course everybody's got their unique personality and their own, personal mission, usually involving sex. And then in the last 15 minutes, we find out uh, the, uh, the the bomb wasn't real. It was actually a fake bomb, and the real bomb is still out there. Oh, so, so and so, and Costa Ronan, who's in jail, the bad Russian dude, right. he's, uh, they're, the, the, I guess the U.S. is being um, uh, intimidated into trying to let him out because, or, or else they're going to blow up right, out, right. Uh, Las Vegas. And they, so that's, this, okay. that's how it ends. But the problem is this. Then... The uh, Carl Lumley and the rest of uh, the White House crew tune in to the Vegas apartment and they're like, hey, we need you guys again. They are so out of it. They're all high <laughs> and and they, they try to play it off. They pretend that they're cool to go. They jump in that helicopter and they're on their way to solve this mission, even though the person driving the helicopter has just eaten a guacamole bowl full of mushrooms and not and he doesn't know it. He just is like, I'm the only sober one here. And that's how the episode ends. This sounds exactly yeah. like a parody of 24. In fact, the creators were influenced by 24. And the show is supposed to take place over 24 hours, like only in a day. So a lot like Orange is the New Black in that season. And uh, yeah, so you might be seeing Kiefer Sutherland show up. You haven't mentioned someone that I thought that you would... Is someone play a gremlin in this? A gremlin? A gremlin? Okay, so I thought that they were in the first episode. They might be, but, but like, what do you mean by a gremlin? Well, you mean, like, there's an actual, like, in Happy when they had the little donkey thing? I uh, All I heard was that there was a very famous person who I was interested to see because they were the one person I'm that gonna they wanted to I'm going to run down the cast for you. Go so ahead. we've got Ava Winters, the CIA agent. She's leading the charge. Then you had Chad McKnight. He's a Navy SEAL, and he's also, like, a team leader. He's the uh, love interest to Ava. Yes, he's, he's from Legends of Tomorrow. Sorry, you asked really fast where Shelly Hennig is from. She yes. is from Woman in the House Across the Street from the Girl in the Window, Lisa was, Maines. Was she Neil's the flight attendant? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay, all right. Uh, I would not have recognized her from that. Then you also have Trunk, who is also, he's Chad's friend, but he's also in the closet in this episode, but he's just a big dude. He's the muscle. Um, and then you have Haggerty, who is an army explosives technician. And he is, uh, he, he only has one thumb because his other hand was blown off in uh, trying to like, uh, I guess, uh, stop a bomb from going off, but he's still the best in the field. He gets so out of it during this episode that he just crashes through a um, glass coffee glass table. table yeah. And then they throw him on the back of their, uh, or like I think Trunk picks him up, throws him over his shoulder, and then brings him to the helicopter. They continually uh, referenced weekends at Bernie's with yes. C. Thomas Howell Haggerty's character, but every single person in the cast, including the creators, say that he was the best person to work with. He was so funny, he's even when he's knocked out, he steals the scene somehow. <laughs> Yeah, well, they write it for him stealing the scene. The first scene he comes into is when the bomb's about to go off and he walks in there, he ignores everybody, he sticks on his headphones and he's looking through his playlist trying to find the right song <laughs> while everybody is freaking out behind him that there's only 10 seconds, MacGruber, like that type of scene. Mm -hmm. um, and then you also have Paul Young, who is the Air Force pilot. He is a married man. He is straight edge and he is trying to talk to his family the entire night trying to get his daughter, who is going to prom, to be safe and stuff and at the same time the craziness of las vegas is happening around him and that's when he ends up eating that guacamole yeah. then you have uh maya lerner who is their tech 
chick, and she has a massive crush on Chad, not realizing that Chad and Ava have a thing. And so she's the youngest of the crew, and she decides that her mission that night is to dress up as Ali Larder from Varsity Blues, i.e. the... <laughs> um, the the uh, what was it the whipped cream on the nipples mm-hmm. and then also on the junk and then uh, and, and so she walks out right at the most inconvenient time sees Ava and Chad hooking up and then ditches the whole party and then she gets picked up by a Russian agent by the end of the episode it's all a lot of fun um, I already went through I think almost everybody else yeah you've got uh, Yvonne who's Costa Ronan again and then Lingen who is Carl Lumley uh, Lingden, sorry. Uh, do you want me to go into my pros and cons? Yes. All right. Bold storytelling. This is like the thing that sets it apart from A-Team, Scorpion, the company um, you keep. Yes. It's not afraid to follow the conventional stuff, but mostly just as satire. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just trying to make you think for a second that they're going to, like in the first scene, they're all on the rooftop of a swimming pool at Costa Ronin's like the Yvonne guy, the evil guys, uh, he's throwing a party right before he sells the bomb to get away. And we see that underneath the pool that there are these two people who are setting up a trap pyro device to go off. But it's actually just pyrotechnics. And so the whole entire crew is about to like come out. The sniper's about to shoot Costa mm-hmm. Ronin from like, uh, I don't know, 500 uh, meters out or yards out. And then uh, they find out that it's just pyrotechnics for the DJ. So that's what it was, because that's what the trailer shows in the first minute. They make it seem like it's going to be some really big uh, action yeah. scene that's it's about like to It's like really place. stupid funny. That's my second pro is it's really stupid funny. It's like Angie Tribeca, Children's Hospital, Danger 5, but with a way bigger budget and somehow a linear plot. The thing that Angie Tribeca, Children's Hospital, and Danger 5 all rely on is it being so absurd that they don't have to make sense scene to scene. Right. You know? Like, you can drop a plot line, you can skip over characters, you can kill someone off and then have them appear again. No, this is grounded enough where, like, they can't just kill someone off and not expect them to show up or and expect them to show up again. Like, it actually makes sense. It's just ridiculous. It's almost like Blue Mountain State in that way. So how closely related is this to something like Polar, the Mads Mikkelsen movie that came out? At the, the violence? Yeah, Absolutely. Yes. Okay. And in the first huge... 15 minutes, there's, we're, we're seeing slow motion bullets going right through people's heads in, like, the most... <laughs> But yeah, they're laughing while they're doing it, and they're just so cool about it. Uh, have you ever seen Team America, that South Park movie? Yeah, yeah, 2004. That patriotism is in this. Like, mm-hmm. you, you have it's True Lies. You know how the gratuitous... Uh, <laughs> You're talking about the movie. Yes, the yes, movie. Yeah. Uh, the, the violence, and then also just like, this is not how the actual government would ever operate, <laughs> but it's still fun to watch. Um, there's And then my third pro is that there are no lulls. This is if you're if you're looking for a show that's not going to give you a pacing issue and it's just exciting characters. I, I like them all. I like the tech chick. I like the pilot. I like the sniper. I like the bomb guy. I like DJ Candy Corn, even though he was only in there DJ for like a second. Candy Corn. Yeah. So they just get done saving the world or saving Las Vegas, right? They start with stakes really high and they immediately uh, solve that problem. They walk out there. There's a bunch of girls running after them, and Chad is getting really excited about that. They run right past and they go and <laughs> hang out with DJ Candy Corn. And so like, yeah. It, it's 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 such a fun show. I am definitely the target audience for it. Yeah, because this has it's it's not a surprise. The people that like the show say that you have to turn your brain off and you're going to have fun with it. But the last show that we did that was like that was Hijack, and you hated Hijack. No, Hijack is nothing like that. Hijack was a drama. When you talk about turning your brain off, though, in order to enjoy the TV Hijack series. was trying to sell itself as some sort of smooth uh, spy assassin-like scenario where, like, again, a plane gets hijacked and Idris Elba has to save the day slowly but surely. This is, like, 
just constant in your face. Um, and, and I also like the fact that like the characters did feel developed despite everything. Like Ava is, she gets the smallest brief uh, flashback of her grieving her husband mm -hmm. who apparently <laughs> died in the past. And so this night is all about her letting loose and that's why she ends up almost sleeping with Chad. They are sleeping with each other, but then he drops the love bomb because he's like, <laughs> I loved you since the moment I met you. And she just, she completely falls out of it then. She's like, no, this isn't working. And, and, <laughs> and then Chad is also trying to get with her that night. Trunk, he, he wants to come out of the closet to Chad and say, hey, this is what's going on because they're best friends. Right, okay, I was going to say And then instead him. of that actually happening, Chad walks in on him taking a shower and getting a blowjob from another dude. And so the whole time that they see each other afterwards, there's this awkward tension because uh, Chad thinks that whenever Trunk wants to talk to him, it's about him and Ava hooking up. Right. And <laughs> Chad thinks that, or and Trunk thinks that it's the awkwardness of him finding out that he's gay. Okay. And then Haggerty, sorry, is just there to get high and get laid. Paul, again, he just wants to help his daughter out. Maya, she wants to get with Chad. And then Angela, who I haven't talked about too much. Yeah. She's the sniper lady. She sees that a bachelorette party has joined the party. And her main goal in the entire night is to focus in on the actual actual bachelorette and sleep with her. And so then she immediately, like, is able to do that. <laughs> so, okay, yeah. the humor, but, I think I need to explain where the creators are from in order to kind of uh, okay. make sense of this. Uh, they all three have worked together a lot, or they work with one another, and cumulatively, combine all their credits, they have worked on all the Harold and Kumar films, including yes. The Short in 2008, the fourth American Pie movie, American Reunion, which oh, Shelley Hennig actually auditioned for and then got rejected from, and she originally passed on her role in this, and then two to three months later, she read the script again and was like, oh no, I actually really want to do this, and then they hadn't cast it yet. They've also done Blockers. Both hot tub time machine films, but their biggest hit is Cobra Kai. So huh. that's, yeah, and that's a big reason why this show ended up being made. It was picked up by TBS straight to series order, probably because of Cobra Kai's success, then moved to Netflix and they reduced the amount of episodes from 10 to 8. And then, yeah, they ended up just coming out with it. There were uh, just a, there were a lot yesterday. of smart decisions, despite it being so stupid. Like, there were so many offhanded jokes that are just in the in, in one-offs that you wouldn't even catch unless you were, like, really paying attention. Um, it, and then it also skipped the recruitment fa phase. Like, yes, every one right. of these shows that I've seen, the ones that I've listed already, except for maybe Underground 6, has it where they're showing everybody and how they met. And then getting the team back together, we didn't get any of that. And then they came in big. It didn't amp up the stakes as the episode goes on, which you would think is just uh, common sense to do. Mm -hmm. But no, it's like, we're just going to punch it and then we're going to spend the rest of the time partying. The camel is great. Um, there's not a single plot hole because of how ludicrous there's this not thing a, There's is. not a single no, plot because hole. because one of the biggest cons, the second, my second con actually, is that there's absolutely no research that was put into making this credible. credible. An average person could have done a better job making up elite agents just based off of like what we've seen in the news mm -hmm. than what they do here. But that's not really the point. They also, like I said before, develop the characters in a way where I cared enough because every single one that I said had a mission going in failed at that mission. And that's actually a pretty smart plot yeah. development because Ava gets so plastered that she starts to sleep with Chad, and then once he's dropped the love bomb, like that kills the mood. So she doesn't get she doesn't get that closer that she wanted. She wanted to move on with her life. Chad he walks in on Trunk getting that blowjob, so he doesn't get Trunk doesn't get that like um, ease of getting it off his chest right. in the way that he wanted to. Haggerty 
does get laid, but then he gets so fucked up that he's like unable to do anything else in the night. Paul accidentally, despite doing his best to stay sober because he doesn't even drink, eats that bowl of mushrooms and that's going to be weird. I'm going to tune into the next episode just to see how it that turns out. It sounds like the Han thing, even though they didn't go back to it in uh, the Fast and Furious yes. 10 movie. It sounds like him when he ate the muffin. But we never see him get at all right. like, high yet. Yeah, I know. That's it, just... They leave it for the next episode, which is really nice. Maya, as I said, she's the Ali Larder thing does not pay off. And then Angela, she's interrupted while getting with the Bachelorette chick because of the news that the uranium bomb still exists and that there's this nuke that might be going off anytime in Vegas. And at the point where the group should have been really professional and say, hey, we we party too hard because Carl Lumley is like, I, I expect that you guys were taking it modest. No one got out of hand. And they're like, yep, absolutely. Is that a camel in the back? That type of, <laughs> yeah. Um, should I get into cons? Yes. Yeah, and uh, what, my, so what does my not biggest work? con is that this is just a, obnoxious. <laughs> like this is not something my parents would enjoy. This is not something that probably a good 30 percent of people would enjoy. It's inappropriate. Uh, it, it's at one point a softcore porn. Like there's four minutes of the main two characters going at it naked. And it's like so close to just being too, it is too much, honestly. It, there's sexist objectification, but it's non-discriminatory. It works on both sides. Yes. Um, it's glorified violence, terrible representation of American patriotism. It's like if you give six so psychopaths um, the carte blanche to do whatever they want, murder whoever they want, as long as they save the world at the end of the day. Going, Suicide Squad. Going back to the sex that you were talking yeah. about, see Thomas Howell as Haggerty. They made a $10,000 prosthetic for him. And then on the day of filming, he oh, said... He, had, he just went nude? Yeah, he was like, you know what? No, That's and not so the sex I'm talking they about. Had, they had to get like lawyers and they had to get everyone back in for like two hours so that they could sign something saying that he was okay with going nude and they had to also clear it with the production company. I would be more afraid with the stunt double <laughs> who had to crash through that glass table because I know it's fake glass, but Jesus, like they must have had some sort of protection because he was naked and when he did it. And if you remember when talking about True Lies, the TV show, the main actor in that uh, crashed through glass and said that he got injured from it, even yeah. though it was sugar glass. So yeah. No, 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 exactly. The person I could not understand how they were able to pull this off was uh, the uh, intimacy coordinator. Because what I've heard about this is that like every single shot Every single like second frame yeah. that shows too much skin has to be like they have to map it out and do this. They spent three to four minutes on or it felt like that on the on the sex scene, like way too long. And and I don't know how they were able to do that. Did they just fire the intimacy coordinator for the <laughs> no, day? Like I know. <laughs> how did that work? The, the the two leads, I give them credit because like not a lot of two main characters would do that. Arnold Schwarzenegger would not be doing that nowadays. I, I don't know who would want to be doing it with him, but like, <laughs> you, you get my point. Um, yeah, and, and it's also funny that like everybody in the cast is obnoxiously like attractive, like super duper yep. attractive, but they're doing that on purpose. Um, and then let's see, my last con is that, uh, ooh, uh, I didn't write down a third con. <laughs> you didn't write down a third con? Yeah, there's no third con. So it's got two cons. Overall, I'm very <laughs> impressed. I didn't like that. Uh, I didn't like Six Underground or The Gray Man. Um, maybe because they starred too many famous people. Um, maybe because they weren't all that funny. But I thoroughly enjoyed this more than I should have. It's giving a getting a seven point five out of ten, and I will make sure to watch the rest of the series at some point. 
Um, I am I am shocked because yeah. it's not like the reviews for this thing have been really great. It's gone a 5.7 on IMDb. Then again, only about 650 people have reviewed it. But on Rotten Tomatoes, as a 46% audience score and an 80% or sorry. 46% critic score, 80% audience score, but cool. the people that have not liked it, there are titles like Variety, which says, Netflix's Las Vegas set action satire, Obliterated, is nearly unwatchable. Guardian gave the series one star and said, Obliterated <laughs> review, this thriller, oh, well, so bad. Gives a lot this thriller is so bad, you long for the villains to use the nuke. But then on the other side, you have places like The Cider Saying Stream It and Hollywood Reporter, which gave it a positive review, again, comparing it to FUBAR and calling it fun. I'm going to make you watch one of the episodes just to see where you fall on it, because I am curious. Um, my, my two favorite lines, that's where I guess we'll end it, unless you have any other things that you want to talk about. Uh, actually, I yeah. just had this quick fact. So like I said, they worked on Hot Tub Time Machine. Did you sure. know the Hot Tub Time Machine 2 was supposed to be called Hot Tub Time Machine 3, but then the producer, because they were acting like they had skipped the second film, mm -hmm. but then the producer said no and then they said they had to change it back to hot tub time machine too also they want to make a another, mildly interesting fact. they yeah. want to bring a, a back harold and kumar they want to do another film with them oh okay so like two middle-aged dads who are just like one more party out there i i i remember the christmas one was pretty bad wasn't didn't they do that 3D? was the third yeah that was the third one they did 3d yeah and then amir from jake and amir was in that i think yep. yeah that was, a, that was a long time ago okay so the two lines that were just so dumb and probably give like when the, they're having sex and he's like i've loved you since the first moment i saw you that was, it was the cringe there was funny and then also right after the bomb scare when he's like who has one thumb and just saved las vegas and then like the music swelled and it was it, overall i recommend it thanks for listening we'll see you on the next episode uh it was only a couple more like you said until we do the top what um top Best five worst up. yeah top five worst five i will say that this won't be on my top five like i i like it i don't like it that <laughs> seven much. and a half is a pretty high score though Seven, 7.5 out of 10? Yeah. Uh, I, I've had, a, if you look back, I, I've given some nines and stuff. So thanks for listening. We'll see you on the next episode. Hope you enjoyed this one. Bye. Bye. Bye.